0: What does perfect mean? I know. It means really, 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 really good. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Whether you call Brisbane home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate Bluey day out.
0: <laughs>
1: the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou welcome to another
2: edition of blueys brisbane g'day this is justin here and we're down by the banks of the brisbane river today and what a day it is in brisbane today the sun is shining the beautiful blue winter sky i've got bow waves from uh city cats and kitty cats and whatever they are yeah they're going past and what a great location to speak to our next guest today So we're down here on the banks of the Brisbane River to chat to one of the Bluey art directors, Costa Kassab. Costa, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Picked the best location to to talk about this great show. It's very visually stimulating.
2: What a location to talk about Bluey that's showing off Brisbane to the world. Just give us a nutshell about your Bluey story. Mm. How did you first hear about, you know, this family of, you know, cartoon dogs that's gonna show off Brisbane and, you know, all the Queenslanders and all that iconic Brisbane stuff. What was your Bluey story?
1: Yeah well um, it's been in the works for a while uh, as you might know from like Joe's had pilots in the past and he's been trying to make this into a bigger thing Um, but in terms of when I came in um, I worked with Joe in his uh, smaller independent company Studio Joho uh, and he was working with a bunch of emerging artists with the collective idea that we could all help jump on board to help out with Bluey after we've done a bit of work for him and gotten used to the team. Um, so that was all sort of 2016, 2017. Uh, and then 2017 we started Bluey and that was, um, from then we had nothing really but the the pilot, uh, which was amazing and I remember watching it at the time and we were just like, oh, this is such a, a good standard.
2: What's today, kiddo? It's the weekend. That's right. How many games should we play? This- Whoa! Okay, that's doable. But in
1: terms of of what I do, uh, and especially if you were to look back at the pilot nowadays, uh, myself and Katrina Drummond and an artist uh, V, um, we all helped with the initial revamping of the visuals of the world um, and taking all the stuff that that was in the pilot um, that I believe was uh, created by Joe's friend Joshua Hall, who also helped us out in season one. Um, All the stuff that was there, all the Queensland flavor, and just giving it a more specific taste and helping it sync up with the look of the characters and basically pushing it through a more refined level of art direction. The same goes for the animators taking the animation to a different step and the rigging artist using the, the rigs in a way that was a little bit more technically advanced. Um, So it was just that chance when uh, Joe and Ludo got the funding to just take Bluey to another level and I'm so glad that in terms of my world we got to filter it through that slightly more refined and specific artistic direction which in my opinion is both more of what we were doing before which was just being inspired by Brisbane and Queensland uh, but specifically filtering it through like a QB visual direction and just really making sure that, like, oh, that doesn't ju- just look like a park or that doesn't just look like a school. That looks like a school that fits with Bluey's visual language. And it's just the steps you take to make Bluey its own show, as opposed to just another animated cartoon or just another illustration of Brisbane. Um, so, yeah, it, was, it was, um, I guess that's where I started um, 2017 and then now. Of
2: course, that's the thing we always talk about on this podcast, like the visuals for Bluey are just out of this world in terms of, (laughs) you know, how you've recreated Brisbane. That was always the thing that fascinated us. You know, even things like the light, like I'm thinking of uh, Rug Island. Mm. You know, when you've got the beautiful sunlight, that golden light streaming into the backyard. It's quite a timeline in that. You can almost tell when in the day that is. Why this level of detail in Bluey?
1: People sometimes tend to, I guess, underestimate or not really think about how much potential uh, any sort of artwork can hold, and especially like art and media aimed at children, but just like any other painting or any other art form, the stuff that we do for Bluey, the the paintings, the, the colour roughs, the background sketches um, are just as I guess valid as art as stuff that you'd see in galleries so it's not really something that we have to uh, I guess take an extra step to think about like it's just this idea of creating good art and art that reflects and represents the emotion and the the context that we want to put so why wouldn't we look towards um, the many different sunsets and colors of Brisbane or everything that we've learned about light and color in our studies so um, I guess for us it's just and this, I think, filters through to the animation and everything in every department. We just recognize that it's it's an art form that we care a lot about, so why not go all the way and showcase it with everything that we know and everything we feel like uh, Brisbane deserves to have when being represented in the screen to people of all ages. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's just something that just comes with a lot of efforts, but also at the same time, it comes quite naturally because we're quite passionate about treating this as serious as any other art form
0: we've got the queensland maroon city cat going past costa (laughs) and it's been a bit of a contentious petition that got up um by one of your big bluey super fans Mm. let's put some wraps on all the city cats and turn them into dogamaran oh wow (laughs) and maybe even bluey can have her own city cat bingo has her own you see where i'm going with that she's a character they've got their own city cat or city dog yeah um would that be something you'd love to see
1: Oh, that would be surreal. I mean, even just seeing Bluey merch out in the wild or anything related to it is still so surreal for for us because most of the time it involves like an artwork or a prop or a character or a background that we just drew for the episode and we didn't really think that it would have this sort of exterior life.
0: Especially the books yes, when I think about it.
1: Especially the books. Yeah, and it's, it's so beautiful that like the amount of care that our marketing team goes into communicating with us and the animators just to make sure that it's a a contextually sound adaptation. It's not just ripping the the animation and, and pasting the screenshots on the book because that's there's certain things a book can do and an illustrated book can do well not like an animation. Um, so I think yeah, the books are fantastic because. There's just so much care into making sure they're just as much there's just as much quality in them as the episodes that we put a lot of effort into as well.:, yep. um, but that would be surreal. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine seeing Louis on Water" every day and Bingo," especially. yeah, I'm, I'm always ready for more bingo merch.
0: Have to admit, I was never even going to ask you that until it was my, you know, turn to ask the question. And I just looked up and it's got Queensland Maroons, and I'm like, yeah, we can up see, we can supersize that. Yeah, yeah. the footy's over; that the side has been decided. Um <laughs> We can do that, I reckon. Definitely. So, Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner, we know you listen. Make <laughs> it happen. Um You use this lovely term the brisbane visual language mm. i'm now using that for the rest of my <laughs> questions because i really struggled with the idea of asking you about a vista or a landscape and they are relevant but i'm going to use that now i think that's a, exactly what i want to get to the heart of in terms of what's been the hardest bluey visual language to try and create for an episode
1: mm, that's interesting it's all of them have a lot of difficulties i think because before I go into anything too much, I just want to preface how much uh, work and help I've gotten from Katrina Drummond, um, who I worked with in season one. We both worked together, but she was very much there from the very beginning. So a lot of the stuff that I've helped pioneer in season two and season three really comes from her genius brain. And I just, I just want to keep mentioning her name because I cannot thank her enough for how much she brought to the department and how much she pioneered. Um, but I think there's a general difficulty, I guess, a uh, satisfying challenge is a positive way that i'd put it when it comes to taking something as complicated as life and nature and then uh superimposing it onto a simplified cartoon so things like trees for example uh many beginner artists might try to draw every single leaf or like every single detail uh, and that is both uh, not very efficient and also it's not very appealing because when even though you know trees have a billion different leaves or little details. Um, when we look at them, we kind of just see the whole of them and maybe they might simplify into a big green or purple or lilac s- sphere. So I think it's been a interesting journey. Every time we see something, we really want to um, capture like a jacaranda tree or even like a palm tree um, and then trying to find out ways through as many simple shapes and shapes that are filtered through our rounded cube shape language that we use to synchronize the visuals with bluey trying to find ways to capture the essence and the silhouettes of things like brisbane's palm trees or a jacaranda tree where you can still kind of make out the unique petals on it but it looks different to like a regular gum tree or a brisbane box tree um
0: Yes, the I shape think, of the flowers yeah. too is those purple lilac blooms. Yes, I mean we're under a jacaranda yeah. now. It's not jacaranda season. No, but even poinciana flowers well, have it, a distinctive shape. Yeah, yeah, it really
1: becomes about distilling everything down to almost like a a hieroglyphic version of of everything that we see. Just because, um, yeah, the characters are such sort of simplified versions of dogs, but they still. Because I also work with the props and the characters and everything, so th- the same these same principles apply to those as well. And it's really just about taking like something that's really true to those forms or their silhouettes. Like maybe there's a certain way that a poodle shape sort of looks, but then obviously uh, say like a a Corgi has a different body structure and ratio. And it's taking these things that are true, but then trying to strip out everything else that you don't need to put there. And then ultimately creating this sort of elegant, simplified hieroglyphic or iconic visual that represents what you want, but still works harmoniously with the the stylized slightly more simplified bluey language and I, I guess I guess in summary that whole process is always so hard because it just happens with every new episode and every new tree we introduce or even like a new building like the um, the sort of vista at the end of ice cream where you sort of oh, have man. the the view from South Bank and you're looking out towards um, the Treasury and even like the QT building um, and a lot of those are just very idealized spreads of where buildings are, so it's not like you can completely map it. Um, but even that was like a challenge in trying to be like, what elements can I remove from these buildings? Yeah. But then how can they read as the iconic silhouettes that we can read from far away? Um, so I guess that's sort of a catch all answer, but I guess everything is challenging, but also satisfying. Yeah.
0: You even got the Gotham building in that yeah, cityscape.
1: Yeah, that was so much, much fun. Much respect. Wow. Yes. Yeah,
0: And Brisbane people know. Yes. And if you're not a Brisbane person and you're listening, You'll come and out. discover. <laughs> we all have the Gotham building. Ready? Oh, go on, give us a double chocolate and a cup extra large. Hooray! I've
1: got a problem. Yeah.
2: You just mentioned ice cream. I just Mm. want to dive in here really quickly because Lou and I were lucky enough to go and hear Joe Brum speak at the Queensland Writers' Festival a couple of months ago. Now, that was more about the storytelling side Mm. of Bluey and how he creates the storylines and that sort of thing. Um, One thing he did mention was ice cream. He mentioned that the original animatic was set up against a brick wall and he (laughs) said, we better give the art team something to do. Let's set it at Southbank. What did you think when Joe said, "Okay, let's set this one at Southbank?
1: I was I was really excited because I think that at that point we were halfway through season two. And for me, because uh, like I went to uni at uh, Griffith, Griffith Film School or QCA, as it was formerly known, um, and that's in Southbank. And um, our original studio was in Southbank. So Southbank is just such a it's such a staple part of Brisbane. So I was just waiting for us to depict it in some way, even it was if it was just the Arches. Um, but it was really funny that it started off as nothing specific um and then it became one of the most ambitious episodes visually and it was actually the episode that we started doing in lockdown like the first episode that we did in lockdown so there's this weird juxtaposition of us really going outside in our computers but then yeah having to capture all that from our own memories and from photo references but it was such a like it was the perfect remedy for feeling a bit sick of the indoors because you could always look towards these places and be excited about when you were in these places um, and then just put in the work, I guess, visually translating them. Um, and yeah, gosh, I think we, we went, because there were so many quick shots in that dance sequence. And we went through so much more than I was expecting we would in one episode. Um, and I'm, I'm just so glad. Like, there's probably some kind of weird technical mapping of how they walk and maybe their speed and the rate at which the ice cream melts that they wouldn't reach all these points in time but like I'm just so happy that we got to represent so much of everything from like an indoor museum shop to even um, like the street beach area uh yeah that was a lot of fun um so it's wild to think that it might have not happened had we just set it against a brick wall but I guess it's just one of the things that makes our job really exciting and fun
0: these.
2: And if you pay for it yourself.
0: But I haven't got any money. Well then you can't have it. But I want it.
2: Well that's commonly called bad luck.
0: No that's not fair. It's pretty fair. I think for us too, Justin and I as parents the ice cream episode is the day out with the kids. Mm-hmm. You start at the museum, they will harp on about getting ice cream. That, that parent oh. fatigue you see on both Uncle Strite's face and Bandit's face. Yeah. That's life. That's yeah. parenting life. The kids want to get a you know a city cat ride all of that episode is, is it's like the hero shots mm. of that kind of day out at south bank but also justin and i have seen our childhoods um on screen with bluey in terms of a lot of the regional locations mm. that are on there so for justin it's big peanuts up north and <laughs> around the back of cairns and atherton um and for me, it was a uh, fairy tale and mm. that beachside set of cabins. I was just staring at going, hello, that is just North Queensland, the whole yeah. coast, those 80s holiday parks. But we wanted to throw it to you to get, you know, to settle some debates, um, Choose me, uh, for <laughs> fairy tale and things like that. And for, I mean, the big peanut is the big peanut, yeah. but for things like fairy tale, but also other scouting other locations, mm. what's some of the real life inspiration that sits behind the artwork or the, to get that look and feel um, for those sorts of episodes?
1: Well, it's a mixture of photo reference because it's very useful when we're so busy inside the office and we can't really travel out, especially during situations like lockdown. Um, so like the internet is an amazing resource. Uh, and then we also have an actual scout that takes bespoke photo reference for us uh, a little bit before the episodes um, are scheduled to be produced, which is really helpful for all the idiosyncrasies of just nooks that you wouldn't normally find online. Um, like how even do you just
0: brief someone whose job that is? <laughs> now I've got a new job I want to go for. I think but it, yeah, how do you brief them?
1: I think it's more to do with them knowing what you want. Um, yep. And just, it's the same with filming. Capturing more than you might think you need and then taking the time to filter all that down. Um, but Joe is quite good at, at conversing with um, Jane, our photo scout. I think, he, I think he studied with her back in uni as well, so they have a good rapport. Um, but she's just she's just very great at taking micro and macro things which is really what you need with art art direction like most of the time it's the macro stuff and people get a bit too focused on details but once you've set down a good lay of the land having those details to sort of decorate everything with and add those accents really make it feel like somewhere so familiar Um, and then i think the final layer is the fact that a lot of us grew up here i grew up here so i can um on good weeks, I could go out and just immerse myself in the space, um, but other times, I can just call back to when I was there, and that just adds this psychic layer of um, maybe not photo accuracy, but just that atmosphere and that feeling of being in that space and being able to replicate it, as opposed to depicting America for the 15th time in like animation. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's a mixture of, of the, the beauties of the internet, uh, having someone out there that can take more than you might think you might need and more than what's available online. And then also having that experience and that emotion to imbue into all these backgrounds and locations and even props and characters.
0: I mean, I'm going to ask you a very specific location <laughs> one that Justin and I have debated ourselves. And we're a bit tongue-in-cheek with that, but we're also a bit not. But also, like what you just said, it's imbuing that emotion and the experience. You're taking multiple sort of locations as inspo. Mm. I'm sort of doing a reverse pitch to you. Is it like... Anyone who's interested about, I want a Bluey's Brisbane type of experience. I want to take my kids to what we see on screen and say, hey, this is what that episode was like. Are we giving permission to people to say, do you need to be at Mission Beach? Was that really fairy tale? Or you can go to Horseshoe Bay near Mm. Bowen or, you know just pull into Mackay and Ali Beach because there's still <laughs> so many 80s holiday parks around there too is this a bit of a klaxon call to say to all the fans hey you don't have to be at the GPS spot oh, yeah. oh, because you're... there's a lot of GPS spots that were on the pin board that day in yes. the art room yeah okay
1: yeah I'm so glad you said that I think there's I think it's a well-intended enthusiasm and excitement to recreate the specific moments and even from the fans to find out the specific locations um, or like where Bluey's house is located specifically or what sort of views would you get if you stood in this specific spot. And um, firstly, like a lot of what we do is stylized through the realm of animation where you're kind of taking life and you're um, amplifying it. So nothing's gonna line up completely and we take a lot of artistic liberties. But because Brisbane is just so characteristic of itself, like a lot of these locations, You don't have to be at the specific location to get the essence that we were trying to depict in that episode. Um, Like you were saying about Mission Beach, which is gorgeous, but there's so many other gorgeous beaches that might be easier for you to get to. Um, And I think, like my opinion, trying to make it an incredible stressful road trip to get to all these things, you might miss out on actually enjoying your time there. Um, And I think that's a lot more of an easier and genuine way to experience what we were trying to depict in Bluey rather than try to make it like this um, exciting Easter egg hunt. And I know people get excited about the specifics and and hitting those um, things, but animation is ultimately collecting an essence and creating something new. And that's why I enjoy drawing more than photography or animation more than live action, because like, why would you try to recreate something one-to-one if you have things like photos, if you have things like life? Like animation is there to take things to a different level. And I think just embrace that messiness and that change and difference and don't get too bogged down about the details.
0: Now I'm going to get bogged down about the details. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of this question. Yeah, it's, it's a paradigm. But I'm eyeballing Justin going, I'm going to get this I right. I know what's coming next. <laughs> We've always debated about the granddad episode. Yeah. There's such a specific sort of look to it about this big Lake come Dam. Um, there's the canoe um, <laughs> experience and there's very limited places around Brisbane where you can go and do that unless you've just got four canoes sitting in your back <laughs> on the trailer in your garage but most people don't. And for Brisbane too I mean where we are this is the head of the river for mm. rowing um, so where you're going to get into a rowboat where you're going to get into canoe and all that sort of thing doesn't scream damn, and it's also very much granddad's on his farm. Yeah. So, I just want to throw it open to you. Did you have a specific location in mind for granddad? Settle this once and for all between Justin and I.
1: Well, we, we had a couple of places and a couple of mood boards. Um,
0: oh, there's too many variables here. Yes, right. there's quite
1: a, quite a bit of variables, but a couple of places that our location uh, scout provided with the images um, is Mugera Dam. Um, <laughs> I think we Kearney's I think we said maybe like Carnies <laughs> Creek road um Creek Yarramalong.
0: uh ah oh, Yarramalong behind uh, Arachula, which is right yeah. near Mugredan. yeah, yeah. No, you, you've got
1: it down pat um and then the inaugura reservoir so yes. it's definitely not like super close to Brisbane, but as, as you might see in the episode, like the kids have to go through quite a bit of a patience testing drive to get the granddad um but that's the that's the thing as well and that's something that Joe says when a lot of people get very specific about like where in brisbane is this like although we are so happy to put brisbane on the map Louis is secondly really a queensland show as well it as really brisbane. Is. and then also yeah. an australian show so yep. like maybe sometimes he might look towards um visuals from new south wales or victoria because um, a lot of us have been around and although we do have that brisbane route, like there is that essence of Australia that we try to go to because you can't can't do everything in Brisbane and that's fine because Brisbane does certain things better than other things and then you you go out a little bit further um, and then you experience things like the wonders of Grandad's wonderland which was just so much fun to paint just because we always try to keep Brisbane quite lush um, but to be able to go somewhere a little bit more drier and to use those sort of color palettes was so much fun for me and my team. And it really transports you to a different world.
2: No one knows this scrub better than me! Oh, that's true. This is where she grew up.
1: I guess it's beautiful because you have all these real references and and roots where we draw upon and we just filter it through the language of animation.
0: Do you think that... You know that sort of collective energy that's out there to find a real spot. Mm. And, you know don't get bogged down in details, but also we want to get bogged down in details. Do you think it's pride that we're seeing such yeah. a lush representation of yeah. things that we're so proud and of? And I think
1: it's I think it's good. Like I don't I don't want to demonize it. So I think it's it's a it's a well-deserved pride because especially as someone who is greatly into animation and greatly into um film and TV It's not until Bluey that I saw such a specific and genuine representation of Australia, and more specifically Brisbane and Queensland, and it's not stereotyped. Um, I feel like we deserve to have that pride and that excitement. Um, And I think we also deserve to have a bit of passionate nitpicking. Um, I just think ultimately, like, don't let that drive or ruin your experience. But I feel like it's well-deserved, and I think... If anyone is allowed to be proud of our, our country and where we're from, it's definitely Brisbaneers and Queenslanders. Um, usually, when you think Australia and when you see Australia in media, it's like, oh, it's the Opera House or it's the desert and it's just heaps of.
0: Harbour bridge. Yeah. yeah.
2: In terms of tourism, they talk about the three R's. I think it's reef, rainforest, and rock. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> the, yeah. so the three R's, for tourism. There's yeah. another R. Yeah. 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 And there's yep. uh, like. Those are gorgeous and iconic in their own ways, but there's just these really beautiful, delicate in-betweens of a like a suburban, Tropicana paradise that is Brisbane that you don't really see anywhere else. Um, yeah. And it just adds another layer to Australia, and I, I think that is something that we can definitely feel proud about without any shame.
2: <laughs> I didn't give up.
1: Well done, mate.
2: Is this Australia?
1: Yeah, mate, this is Australia.
0: Now, Costa, we've got a bit of a surprise. You're probably wondering why i have been carrying around this big cardboard box. And we're just going to flip open the lid. Justin's going to do that while I'm juggling everything. And this is a little bit art, imitating art, imitating art. Ah. The gorgeous Deborah Hood painted the Ah, bluey house. Yeah, that's so
1: (laughs) recognizable.
0: You've seen it now.
1: Oh, wow. Um,
0: and she, you know, and the Bluey House was that Airbnb promotion <sighs> that created surreal. for real yeah, life. that's so
1: many layers there.
0: What you guys have created on screen, which is, again, mm. the streets of where this house was in Red Hill I love and Paddington. So this is for you and the art oh, team. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, to say thank you for everything that you've given us. Look, like Deborah's a super fan. Yes. And she's going to be silently screaming that's when she wild, hears this. That's because we're
1: super fans as well. Like, Deborah.
0: Oh, Deborah. Yeah, Deborah captures right <laughs>
1: Brisbane in a way that is just so respectful and so innovative and so true to the spirit of of just the patchwork of colors and shapes. Yeah, she's been a a huge inspiration for us. Um,
0: Oh wow, yep.
1: And so it's just surreal to see this kind of coming back and circling back to us and hopefully putting this in a new studio. Um, Everyone's going to really appreciate this. Wow, you guys have gone above and beyond, definitely. I just want to keep looking at it.
0: I feel like you're hugging Costa. You know, we've only just met. um, (laughs) Thank you for giving us the gift of, you know, Bluey through, you know, your work and that you've given us a new visual language. And I think (laughs) Brisbane deserves it.
1: There's so much, so much else that I could talk about. But like, ultimately, it's just it bottles down to just really liking where you are and having the privilege of being able to present that. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess thank you for letting me ramble on about it. Well, thank
2: you so much for your time. You've been really generous with your time. Like, we could have just gone on and on and (laughs) on because what you've created is really what drew us into Bluey. You know, we love the storytelling, you know, we love the depiction of myself, you know, love Bandit as a, you know, role model for dads and just those colours and how you transformed Brisbane into this beautiful cartoon that really drew us into the show. So, thank Mm. you so much for what you've given all of us and you know, really putting Brisbane on the map. Like this is the biggest thing that's come out of Brisbane, I think, ever, hasn't it? So thank that's, you. Again. That's too
1: sweet. And if I may, can I just quickly shout out a bunch of the other artists I work with? Of Cause Hell yes. It's, it's so nice for people to say these kind words, but it's really a collective effort, and no one person can come up with this much work or this much genius, I guess. And like like I mentioned before, Katrina Drummond was really at the center of all of this, um, but our art, or art direction team throughout the years, because it's kind of shifted. Um, include V, Raf, Trudy, Faith, Rob, Nick, Dell, Gemma, just heaps of really amazing talented artists, and obviously the rest of the departments like animation and sound. But it's it's such a collective effort of people that really care about Brisbane and really care about animation and art. And we all really appreciate all the love that we've been given.
0: Ah, this is heaven.